Hey there, and welcome to episode 30 of the Feminine Uncut podcast. I'm Juana, your host, life coach, and founder of TheFeminine.com, a digital platform dedicated to women all over the world, a place where we champion a new paradigm of how to take care of yourself on a spiritual, emotional, mental, and physical level as a woman, and do it the feminine way. What is the feminine way? We're defining, we're expressing, we're redefining that for ourselves and for our listeners. Today we talk about growth, abundance, and manifestation in the process of the feminine. Why the feminine way? Well, stay close and you'll find out. Before that, we really created a little project that got us very thrilled and we want to share it with you. It's a beautiful free mini course called Be Your Radiant Beauty. I think we need beauty in our life and I think women can channel that more than anybody and I think it's a gift for women and for men as well. So just hop on and check the link below in our comments and really do this little process, this catalyst and activate your beautiful shining self today. Radiate as a beautiful woman in your life and with all around you and only growth, abundance, and manifestation can happen out of that. So really enjoy that and take it on and share it with a friend, a sister, your mother, your daughter, anybody, any woman, actually. And um, it's free. You can uh, connect with it at thefeminine.com slash minicourse. And um, it's there for you as a gift from us. So we're gonna really go deeper into growth, abundance, and manifestation the feminine way. And we, me and Joanna have in our sacred circle, in our membership club, recently finished the three months of abundance challenge. And we really worked with abundance and manifesting the feminine way for three months in a row. And um, kind of guided women in our membership club uh, through this process. And we learned a lot from it. We grew stronger in our confidence. I saw Joanna do this shift in her own confidence in the business and in her life throughout this process of really? connecting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you were you were, you were more confident in areas where I wasn't in our work together. So oh, and that was very new for you. So it was really interesting to see the growth that the abundance challenge brought to our work and us as a team. So it was really nice. For me, it was really powerful because it brought me back into the game after maternity leave. And uh, I also grow more powerful in understanding that I I have the capacity to manifest 100% what I want. (laughs) I knew I had the capacity to manifest, but now it's like literally 100% everything I want happens. That's cool. It's cool. It's empowering. It's empowering, yeah, and it's stress-free somehow. It's easy because once you have that in your life, in your own self, somehow as a resource, you get detached and you you get more creative. And we're stepping into our creativity now, and we're going to explore, finally, finally, we're going to explore creativity the feminine way. So stay tuned because some of the podcasts next podcast will be about creativity. I think everything is connected to creativity and creation. That's a kind of like realization that came through working with abundance and manifesting the feminine way. So I'll stop for now and uh, allow Joanna to step in and um, share the whole process with us. 
I wanted to um, to create a podcast dedicated to creativity, creating, manifesting an abundance in a feminine way. Because we, we talked in the previous episode about healing the feminine way, which I think from my experience is one of the strongest gifts that the feminine offers us. And the second one, which is kind of logical in uh, as a sequence, is uh, manifesting. And I was, uh, as you said, already inspired by the challenge. It was actually a challenge, a three-month challenge uh, you initiated in our sacred circle. It's a group dedicated for women who accessed our programs, which I also think we should create a program inspired by the challenge, which was very organic as you created it, but now it has a structure after the challenge ended. And uh, you worked with the feminine energy. You guided everyone through the feminine energy using some specific steps. And that's why I felt inspired to, to create a podcast inspired by that challenge, because I think the biggest difference it, it's gonna make in our lives is getting us from being stuck to being unstuck. Because we say all the time, I feel stuck in my personal life, in my professional life, in my social life, in all the lives we have. We just feel stuck and we don't envision a way to get unstuck. And I think the feminine can be a huge asset we can use at first to, to shift the mindset from being stuck to being unstuck and then to actually bring to life the mindset we have. And just for starters, let's explain what creation through the feminine means, in fact. And why through the feminine and not through the masculine, if somebody asks. Oh, well, that's just because we're women and we're doing that here at the feminine. Yeah, of course. So we've talked a lot about why. Why? Because it balances us, it gives us power it matures our feminine self and it allows us to be way showers and guides for women and men alike and for society. And I think, you know, in this shift that society is making, balancing masculine and feminine values, we need to be way showers. We women need to be way showers. One of the things that we developmentally gave access and had access through working with manifestation and growth and abundance, the feminine way, was stepping into the queen energy and activating the queen archetype in our life and mothering our own intentions like we were mothering children. And it's a very strong process. It sounds advanced. It is advanced. It became advanced. We lost some of the <laughs> participants in the circle up to a point because, you know, it was advanced. But I think this is coming back to creator. It's about what the queen and the king energy, like, you know, masculine and feminine, are bringing into one's life, which is ending the victim attitude and mindset and really honoring the creator in you, you know, our divine capacity to create. We, we can't do that from our teenage or child self. We need to do that from the adult self because that won't carry the day. You know, only the adult can really hold on to that level of power and self-authority. I think it is about power and self-authority. 
and stepping into self-authority really is a process of taking your power back from different authorities you've given your power to and really shifting that dynamic from outside to inside and cultivating your inner resources, understanding that you do have the power to create your own life, regardless of the exterior circumstances. And you do have the power to nurture things that work for you and that are driving you to your future life, the life you want to live, until it comes to fruition. And just being focused on that and nurturing, cultivating that brings those things that you want to fruition. This is a process, but let's start with the mindset. How can we change the mindset from being stuck to getting unstuck and then step into the process? Well, I think it is about, for women, understanding that we need to be more fluid Mm -hmm. and really see fluidity as part of our values and practices we engage with. Like really as a mindset, see where I'm rigid Mm -hmm. and look with curiosity at the beginning of a much more fluid way of thinking, perspective, way of acting. Mm -hmm. And really engage with that and see if it doesn't really bring things much more easier to fruition or if we don't feel more relaxed while doing it or if it's not easier to obtain the things that we want to obtain, you know? Or the quality of the interaction is much more, is better. Mm -hmm. So I think fluidity is an inner movement or an outer movement, right? An, An outer action that can really support us opening this process of growth and abundance. And why is fluidity important? Because if you activate the feminine energy and you cultivate this energy through practice, through breathing, through ritual, then when it really fuels your inner resources, when it really nurtures you inside and you feel like ripe with feminine love, (laughs) it will overwhelmingly express itself in the outside. Waves of energy will start emulating in every corner of your life, energetically, not Mm -hmm. physical, yes? It's that glow that once you connect with it and you nurture it, you heal that inner child who feels a victim, who feels lonely, unloved, angry, you know, unfairly treated. And if he or she experiences this encompassing loving energy that the feminine is bringing, listening to the advice of the feminine guide and really correcting that inner attitude, inner statement to end the cycle of victimhood, to end the cycle of misery and trauma. When that happens, the energy just emulates outside of you. So it will magnetically attract situations, people, resources in your life mostly connected to what you hold in your heart that you want to manifest. It may not come immediately, those things you want, because you need to kind of address the dysfunctions that are happening around you, not just inside of you. So at some point you're hitting a breakdown before you're hitting the abundance because, you know, you need to address what's imbalanced outside of you and really correct that. And then after decluttering and detoxifying and really setting the record straight, you're like in an empty space and you're like, okay, who am I? What do I really want? What makes me happy? 
and you have to really reconnect with who you are in your heart and what makes you happy. And it's another layer of working with the inner child because sometimes the inner child doesn't know how to be happy. So you have to teach him. These are just layers and structures of moving into your authority, moving into your queen energy. And in all this time, in your physical life, things are moving. And if you allow fluidity to be part of your life, you will go through this process without you having to understand the process or manage the process. And I say to women that the biggest challenge when working with the feminine energy is how to contain all that abundance. Women come into my uh, into my work and they're like victims of different uh, relationships with men or not having men in their life. And I say to them, you know, men are not going to be an issue after you get out of the workshop or you get out of the working deeply with the method. How many men are at your door wanting to date you <laughs> will be the problem. How managing that level of abundance or managing that level of creativity, managing those offers. It can be summed up like this. Manifesting through the feminine is making the shift from doing something into being something. It's like embodying what you want to create instead of just nitty-gritting it until you obtain it. And I am capable now to say it very clear, but it took me three years to understand. So that's why I felt the need to just to sum up the distinction between doing something and just being something. And when I say being, it's like really embodying and really believing. I remember when you were in the States and you brought me a gift and near the gift was a postcard with New York and you just gave it to me and you said, just now imagine you live there. And I was like, why? I mean, just do that. And just two years after that, I understand what you said. I mean, you just have to believe and to be there. Um, yeah, we opened our headquarters in New York. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but to come back to the challenge I, uh, you said and I followed up at the three-month abundance challenge, until we get the queen and the king archetypes, which is the very advanced uh, expression of creating through the feminine, you guided us through three months, each month embodying... I will be very brief. I won't get through the whole process. The first month was the heart month and uh, creating through the heart. Then the second month was dedicated to the womb. And the third month was dedicated to the intuition. And I think if we connect these three elements, we have the scheme of how you can create through the feminine. Maybe it's going to be useful if you explain why it works like this. Well, uh, because the womb, the heart, and the psychic are feminine power centers. So whenever we work with the feminine energy, our chakra system and our centers will open up this way. The womb center opens up to our emotions and our creation and our sexuality. And the feminine energy is sexual energy and we need that magnetic blueprint and texture of the feminine energy to attract. So everything we want, whether it's a spiritual growth or something particular or both connected, something particular through spiritual growth, we're working with the womb. 
And one of the things that was like, you know, in every month, the process kind of guided us into decluttering. So the first stage was decluttering. Why? Because as women, we are receptors of everything that happens into our life and other people's negative or psychic patterns, patterns and emotions and inner experiences. So we are this receptacle, receptive spaces where we just like a, a vacuum cleaner, right? We're just sucking everything in, balancing things for our environment, mm-hmm. but you know, getting very cluttered in the process because we don't know that we're doing that. We're doing it out of our care for everything and everybody around us. So we constantly need to declutter and really clean ourselves, especially the womb and the heart, you know, and because of those two energy centers, our psychic center, so that the fresh can come in, the new can come in and to be able to renew and regenerate and recreate. So we're decluttering. And we actually started with the womb, not with the heart, because we needed to declutter the womb energy, the womb area. And that's just everything that is not aligned with the truth of what we feel and the truth of who we are and the truth of our path. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter how connected you are with your feeling and your intuition and your instincts. Once you empower your womb to really guide you through, it will declutter anyway for you. You don't have to understand. You don't have to know the things that don't work in your life. They will just dismantle themselves. And it's a process of destruction that we shouldn't be afraid of because we need to die the old self so that the new self can renew. We're not letting go of ourselves or other people in our life. We're just refreshing ourselves, refreshing our relationships. So it's like really cleaning the emotions, the energies, the feelings, the patterns, you know, that we've sucked into our womb energy, womb area. And then that just allows the energy of the womb to refresh itself and uh, give us its power. The womb is the creator. It is the area in our life where energy is cultivated. And it's very strong. Whatever we cultivate in our womb happens. And uh, I think just taking care of our womb energy is very important. That's why you say we manifest through the womb. Yes. And when we arise our feminine energy into the heart and we start engaging with our heart, the sacred heart, energetic heart, the energetic center, chakra of of our subtle bodies, we are connecting with our soul and with our mission and who we truly are and what's our authentic path, our unique path. So we're bringing the power of the energy that we've cultivated in the womb to our path, to our inner path. And sometimes that just throws us in a healing process because, you know, our inner girl is still afraid of stepping into her truth and uniqueness and power and has limiting beliefs or limiting emotions from her childhood interactions or adolescent interactions and we need to heal those perceptions so that we can restate our path or connect with our path or have trust in our inner uniqueness and inner path. So we're bringing that energy of creation into realigning with who we truly are and what makes us happy and what makes us aligned. And happiness comes as an experience when we 
are connected with our soul and the soul can be present into our physical reality in our physical life and guide the process and once we connect with those two lessons the womb and the heart then it's very easy for the psychic realm for our unconscious to feel refreshed and our intuition to really blossom and intuition is not just a hunch it has information it's a hunch with data <laughs> let's put it that way so whenever we cultivate our connection with our womb and our heart in time through practice and ritual we learn to allow the intuition to be present in our life as a guide as a master as a channel for information it's a very 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 advanced and subtle process but it works organically for us we don't have to overthink it we just have to trust it yeah and honor it knowing that our intuition whenever is there telling us something even if we don't see it in reality right now it will happen And yes, it's a whole other ball game and conversation to really understand the messages of our intuition correctly and not see them incorrectly because most of the times we misinterpret. Because how do, of we, the how do we misinterpret? Let me give you an example. I have a beautiful graduate uh, that I'm uh, it's a long-term relationship that I'm cultivating and supporting and mentoring and She's really been struggling in her relationship with men and letting go of addiction and attachment to a particular man that layers and layers and years and years into it it's clear that they don't have a future they've broken up million trillion times and she can't really let go of it's him of him yeah physical like a man so her inner girl is totally attached to whatever dynamic they have going on it's very hard still for her to step into her motherhood her own inner mother and her own authority in relationship to the little girl and correct this attachment for the little girl and really direct the little girl in a much more healthier perspective it's a growth process but for her it's very slow mm-hmm. and she's been really struggling with this addiction and attachment It's an addiction actually. It's not just an attachment, right? And every time she goes into the sacred space of the heart and she connects with her womb, because her inner girl is addictive, and I won't go into her trauma and everything. She has a trauma, she's addictive. Let's put it that way. That's not relevant. She gets the message. She gets the right message, but she can't really honor it. She can't really listen to it. So, because she can't really step into letting go, and really securing herself she will misinterpret the message time and time and time again although every time she comes to me we have the same conversation which is i'm going to hold space for you. i'm not even going to tell you the answer now i'm going to hold space for you and you're going to connect with your own answer and you know retrust your like recultivate again and again reaffirm that you have the answer you know the answer you can connect with the answer through your intuition and she does connect with the answer in my authority in my mother energy she goes back into her life she does the same old shit again because she hasn't really cultivated enough of the mother energy to secure her self trust process 
so her psyche is giving her the right answer, but her inner girl is stepping in and misinterpreting that answer the way the inner girl wants, which is always linked to maybe this time it will work with this guy, la la la. And he's just a symbol. He's not even there anymore. He's not even in her life, you know? So he's like, he's a symbol of her own addiction that she can't let go and her own lack of mothering. So it's not about the man at all. It's about her growing her own inner mother enough so that when the addiction of the inner girl kicks in, her mother will gently put her hand on the inner girl saying, my love, I know you feel this way. It's great you're feeling this way. We honor your feeling. However, this feeling is not accurate. This is not reality. You're not seeing things right right now. And you have to breathe and I'm going to hold your hand and hold you in my arms and we're going to breathe together until this cools off and you are reconnected to the truth until you will learn to trust the truth again and obey by the truth again for your own healing, for your own health, for your own possibility of having love in your life. Which takes me back to my probably very boring question. What can we do in our day-to-day life, the small things we can do to stay connected to the fact that as women and as men we can create and manifest whatever we want? Well, I think uh, the first layer is just be grateful for the things you have because gratitude and being acknowledging what you have and being grateful for what you have, recognizing what you already have amplifies. It amplifies. It creates a very it's wide a high space. vibration energy. Yes, and it creates like a big space in your life in which the abundance can happen. So gratitude is the first step. And it, it also infuses your mind with something positive. And it emulates, you know, again and again in your mind until your mind shifts from negativity and lack, which is scarcity and brings only scarcity, to allowing something more, which in itself is a mindset that can invite abundance. So we, we can't create and manifest from scarcity and envy, let's say. We just need to raise our vibration and be grateful. Yes. As an exercise. And as a mindset shift. Second is tend to the inner girl through a simple ritual. Just cultivate that love for her, that protectiveness of her, those right teachings that, you know, most people say, well, I know what to do, but it's very hard for me to implement it. You know, I know I should have done that and that and that, but it's very hard for me. Well, yes, it is very hard for you because you don't practice in the meantime. Yeah. It's very hard for you because once the crisis kicks in or the challenge kicks in or you really want to put yourself to worth and take an abundance, you are unpracticed. Your little girl needs to understand a new way of thinking that, you know, will put you on the right path for you every day. She's like a child. I look at my child and she's teaching herself about the world and she's learning about the world and I and I looked at an interaction between my father and her teaching her how to get off the stairs she was just like I think five months she's a very early learner and one afternoon my father 
exemplified and taught her and said to her a hundred times, I think. I'm not joking. With beautiful patience and firmness and softness, a hundred times, he showed her how to uh, get off the stairs. A hundred times. I was actually working in the study, so I, I was listening to them. It was a long process, but she was five. It was the first time she would be able to understand stairs, walking through stairs, getting off stairs, a hundred times. But go figure, after a hundred times, with firmness, patience, and lovingness, she knew how to get off stairs and never ever injured herself. This is what we need. We need repetition to, and patience. Repetition and patience. So our inner girl, our inner boy needs that repetition. We want to correct something in terms of a wrong habit, you know, an unhealthy habit towards a healthy habit. We need repetition. Talking to our inner girl, telling her how, even telling her, like those, you know, that the, the, the secret between looking in the mirror and affirming the things you want in your life is actually talking to your inner child, repeating them what what you want and what they want until they get it. You don't have to look in the mirror. You just show up with your inner girl and tell her, you know, we need to integrate this mindset into our life. I am allowing myself to trust my intuition. Let's trust our intuition. Let's trust our intuition. Intuition is good for us. And even going beyond affirmations, explaining to the little girl in you, like initiating her in why is this important as a habit into our life again and again and again. And when challenge comes or crisis comes or even a breakthrough comes, you will be ready because you've practiced it. And, and the third? And the third is really allowing yourself to ask for support and share. Share your journey. One of the powerful things I've discovered about support and sharing is that, first of all, they come together. And that's why, you know, we have a sacred circle because women can really get that support in a sacred listening and just hop on to our membership and uh, sign up because it's really powerful. You have a sacred context, a sacred space where we can share everything that's going on in your life without feeling judged, without being judged. And moreover, get support. And support happens on many levels. First of all, other women sharing, they go through the same battle, which makes you not the unique victim. Second of all is women cheering your leadership and your vision and what you want in your life, which is giving you energy. They're sending you, you a lot of energy in a moment where you don't have energy. And that's just like a huge benefit because, you know, they're enveloping you in love. And what if we don't have the exercise of sharing or we're shy or we think it's too private to be shared or we don't trust enough to share our feelings and thoughts? How that, can happens, we... that happens when you're living outside of a sacred circle and you don't feel the safety. Okay that melts away in time when you're actually feeling the safety and the love unspoken cultivated cultivated fed in a sacred circle you pointed out before that we speak a lot about these topics like creation abundance and manifestation but it's all about the practice and it's all about the repetition and i don't know why i feel Keeping it short and actually closing it, 
with a practical exercise, like take, I don't know, one thing, one domain, one area of your life where you feel stuck, just put it on paper and just go through the steps you just told us. Be gratitude, mother your inner child and share and ask for support because it's not going to happen if we don't take action. Yeah, and the fourth thing you have to do, not that you have to do, but it will be really beneficial to do, is to take some time, five minutes, ten minutes, where you cultivate the feminine energy through a ritual. So you go into the space of your heart, join our sacred space meditation, it's free. You go into the space of the heart and you cultivate the feminine energy. You go into the earth, you bring the energy up into your heart, you breathe with the earth, you breathe with the trees, you breathe with your own body, you breathe with your heart or your womb. These are very simple practices that stir the energy inside. You know, they're flushing the energy, the feminine energy, through your subtle bodies. And that's just bringing the energy up. You're saying that ritual is the feminine way of following through, Mm -hmm. of uh, staying into the process and committing to, to the process which makes it also pleasurable because one reason we don't stick to a process is because it becomes boring. Like me with my homework, for example, I never do it because it's boring. I don't know why I feel this and maybe it's because our listeners need that and want that. And uh, if you want to give them some more clear instructions of a small exercise that really can bring visible change in the way they can create and manifest abundance in their life through the feminine way. Well, it's just holding uh, your very clear intention of what you want to manifest. And And even write it down and put it on a board. Yeah, write it down, put it on a board or write it in a journal, but like with, you know, hearts and, you know, like celebration, the thing that you want. Every single day of your life, breathe with your heart and your womb together so you put your hands on the heart on the womb and really sink into the breath just allow the mind to dissipate and sink into the breath in breath out breath is simple and free as possible and just connect with your heart and your womb asking your heart and womb to guide you into manifesting the thing you want and you visualize the thing that you want as specific as possible and how it looks like on the court and how you're feeling about it and what things are happening, what people are doing around you, you know, everything as specific as possible. And you breathe every single minute for five minutes with your heart and your warm together, asking your heart and warm to guide and allow you to manifest that. And you do it until it happens. <laughs> because it's going to happen. Because it's going to happen. And also practice gratitude, practice feeding, loving your inner girl. And repeating her that we want that, we're allowing that in our life, this is beautiful for us. You know, we're, we're welcoming those emotions, we're welcoming that result, we're, we're happy we're having this in our life, we're allowing it to happen. And really then focusing again on the thing that we want. Okay, uh, having this said, I think uh, all I want to say now is like, enjoy abundance. <laughs> yes. And if... Um... I feel to say this, if uh, you have questions or topics that you want us to address in this podcast, please write, put the question in the comments or write us at the help at thefeminine.com or hop on the site and uh, thefeminine.com and leave us a comment. 
and uh, I think it we have to start engaging more. Yeah, I feel it now. <laughs> Happy abundance to everybody. <laughs>